Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Greetings. Greetings, my friend. Greetings from the absolute center of the foodie world. We're in River Falls, Wisconsin, broadcasting live. If you have never been to River Falls, Wisconsin, Bacon Bash... You are missing out because it is a beautiful festival. My favorite small town festival. We have beer. We have bacon. We have, I can see nitro ice cream and a big old Tupperware booth. Um, This is one of my favorite times of the year. If you are wondering how to get on down here to River Falls, Wisconsin, you can either get onto your phone or you can go to riverfallsbaconbash.com get a little preview of all the stuff that's going on bunch of breweries down here there's a corn pit full of toddlers there's people walking around with pig noses and there's a bunch of people buying little rubber pigs to float down the kinney in a race and the pig that wins gonna get their owner get their sponsor i don't know what the verb is there get them a big old cash prize i love Love, love being down here in River Falls, Wisconsin at Bacon Bash is one of the highlights of my year. And guess what? I'm talking to a real live person. That is Sarah Karras is here. So she's the FFA president, the future farmers of America. She's a junior in high school. I am really excited to be here because I have one big question. All right, Sarah Karras, the year is 2019. Future farmers, what are y'all up to these days? We spend a lot of time um, helping our community. We focus more and more on community involvement and developing leadership skills within our members and officer teams. So we do events like we're here at Bacon Bash and we have the corn box and a bunch of other kids' activities. And then we also compete in contests that develop skills like speaking um, and explaining things and just general agricultural knowledge. All right, so obviously so many challenges facing farmers today. where, where do you, how do you talk to kids that are hoping to be farmers? What do you tell them about? Where do, what, what do you, where do you even enter in this conversation these days? So a lot of people think that farming is just farms and they don't affect people. And they do because all our food comes from farms. So as long as there are people that need to eat, there will always be farms. And so it's just, it's always going to exist. And kids, they might need a little more perseverance to be able to get into farming these days. It's a little bit of a bigger industry now when it's less small family farms and more larger farms but there's definitely ways to get into farming and you guys talk about things like the finances of farming that's been much more complicated or it seems like it is much more complicated than it was you know for your grandparents we don't spend much time talking about specifically farming because agriculture includes not only farming but anything to do with animals and even eating so bacon bash is very much agricultural related it is is hopefully coming from a lot of Wisconsin piggies up here in the in the thing. So you rate you tell me about you. So you grew up on a, not a like full on thousand acre grain farm, but you grew up on a farm. 
Yeah, so my family house has, we have 10 acres. Um, I've grown up around horses, chickens, and then my grandparents were only three miles down the road, and they had goats and llamas, so I've grown up around animals and farming, and we always used to um, harvest hay at my grandparents. So, Is, so give, me, give me a rundown. A uh, couple words to describe a llama. Furry giraffe. Furry giraffe. <laughs> And you've also taken care of goats. couple words to describe a goat. They're kind of like dumpsters or like the disposal <laughs> in your sink. They'll eat pretty much anything you put in front of them. They're not that picky. They're pretty, uh, once in a while I take my kids to a game farm and you get a little bag of, uh, you know, food to give to the goats. And the goats will just eat the whole bag. They just grab the bag. It's a, uh, uh, they're like aggressive yeah. dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you also... Uh, you also, I have in your resume in front of me, um, rabbits. Rabbits seem like they're so cute and furry from a distance. But then I went and took a rabbit class, and they were like, you can't handle a rabbit, lady. You're too uh, self-absorbed. Rabbits are hard work. Um, the rabbit I have really, he isn't that bad. He was actually, he used to belong to the school agricultural department, and he came home with me one summer, and I just kind of never brought him back. Aww. But he's he's a pretty easy keeper. Um, What's the name? His name's Bun. Bun, very nice. He's litter box trained, so I don't have to do a whole lot of cleaning. So he's, but that somebody did that for you, or you figured that out? I figured that out on my own. Rabbits, they have a tendency to just use like one corner, so all you have to do is put a box there, and they figure it out. Oh, really? You could you could travel around and teach this to suburban children. They would want to know. Um, and then you've also have chickens. Chickens are what are? How would you describe having raising chickens? Um, they're kind of tricky, so I've had them for about a year now. We've had some issues that we just don't know what the issue is. Um, they're a little finicky. Sometimes they lay, so I have five right now. Sometimes they lay five eggs. Sometimes they don't lay any, so I have layers, and they're just, yeah, they're pretty picky. It depends on the day and how they're feeling, if they want to lay and stuff. So so picky. Chickens are a finicky, picky I guess some some of that is filtered into the culture. You hear things like eating like a bird, which is uh, not a a compliment when that's up to. All right, and then i got to ask, you also have on your resume in front of me, a future farmer, got some guinea pigs. Yes, I do have a guinea pig. I've had my guinea pig, Reese, for about three years now. And that was, I watched my friend's guinea pig over spring break, and then I decided that I had to have one. They are a cute little cute little critter so you got your hands full you're like running your own little farm yeah <laughs> all right so if people are listening to this they're in their they're in suburban houses they're doing things or maybe they're getting ready to come down here to bacon bash what do you feel like uh, uh people need to know about you know what when kids are thinking about farming today what's going what's going through their heads what are they I think they think a lot about um, older generations. Farming seems to be something that is mostly dominated by older people now, um, and the younger generation doesn't seem to get into it too much. But I also think that they just think about tractors and fields and that you have to live in like a state that's all fields to really be into farming. <laughs> so I think there's a fair amount of common misconceptions about farming. Well, you must know some dairy farm kids because we're in the world's best cheese country over here in uh, western Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do the what do the dairy farm kids tell you? Um they do a lot of work. It's a lot more work than people think even though there is new machinery that does the milking and stuff for you, but they still you still have to hook it up and everything. So, I think people 
don't really realize where cheese and stuff comes from. I think a lot of people believe that it just kind of appears, but it's a process that they go through. It does just kind of appear. I imagine my own kids think that. We actually have a little kind of Tupperware container in the fridge just labeled cheese and so then it just magically does appear right in that little box so that works out great for us okay so have you gotten a chance to uh tool through bacon bash yet i have not yet no oh let me tell you what's going on there's a lot of good stuff there's a nitro ice cream stand and it's not like official dipping dots like it's people getting it done themselves they got a big old thing of nitrogen you know liquid nitrogen and they are making nitro ice cream and i applaud that there's a little music stage down in the glade and people are buying tickets to for beer and bacon and things like that but admission to bacon bash overall is free the price of zero all you got to do is find some parking Get on in here. It is lovely. There is a corn pit full of children right over that way behind you. Um, And then if you wander up and down the main street, there's all these little booths. And I love this festival. Have you been to Bacon Bash before this year? Yeah, this is my third year. So I haven't gone other than volunteering and stuff for FFA. So I usually get a chance to wander a little bit. But. It's really good, my friend. This is a, like my favorite little small town festival. Right now I see a bunch of kids in pig ears getting their picture taken. There's a big old, you know, stick your head through the whole photo stand over there where you can get um, picture, you know, official commemorative souvenir bacon bash photo. That is also free. There's a bunch of people uh, looking at us right now from the lovely audience area here and it's just a great little it's a great little event i and it, the weather couldn't be better last year we had bacon bash it was hot this year it is exquisite you agree yeah good you're working <laughs> get your get your uh, media training up up in this uh, <laughs> up in this exciting day yeah it is it's just perfect it's a beautiful day and you know celebrating the Products of Wisconsin agriculture makes me happy. There's just all these different places to eat some bacon. All right, so I've been talking to Sarah Karras. She's the FFA president here in River Falls, Wisconsin. Um, All right, we only have a couple more minutes. What would you say, if there's any kids listening... Getting into farming, should they? What should they do? Should they call find their local FFA chapter? I think they should. So there's a lot of FFA chapters at the high school level, but there are a few around at the middle school level as well. And then once you join FFA, you get all sorts of opportunities for contests, competitions. You get to go to events at both the state and nationwide level. That helps you meet more people. And you there's some things where you meet owners of like these huge farming businesses, and it's just a lot of good connections and skills to have. It is. And uh, I like your point that there will always be farming, and we have to, you know, it's so important. It's important to make room for, for people coming up. I know that there's been, you know, it just costs so much money to buy land now, so that we just have to come up with more creative ways to get young people into farms. So otherwise, what are, what are we going to do? That's not going to work out. Can't just Can't just not have young people in it. It's not sustainable. All right, Sarah Karras, thank you so much for coming to talk to me. All right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to take a little break. We're going to come back, and we are going to have Shannon Zimmerman, uh, who's um, going to talk to us about being a representative in the Wisconsin State Legislature. And that will be us when we come back.
Dara here. We are at River Falls, Wisconsin, Bacon Bash. Beautiful day here in River Falls, Wisconsin, on the banks of the Kinney Kinney. All right, so here's what's going on. We're broadcasting live, and uh, eventually we're going to break around 1130, and we're going to take a go, go to the Twins. But until that point, we're going to do all our River Falls Bacon Bash stuff, one of my favorite festivals. We're out here live. There's, I'm going to be emceeing a Kiss the Pig contest later. I, I don't know what it is, and I'm going to find out. I'm told I will not be kissing this pig, but uh, I, think, I think that's probably for the best. Oh, okay. So here's what's going on now. I've got Shannon Zimmerman here. He's got it, he's got it all, my friends. He is not just a Wisconsin uh, state legislature. He's got the the wine business to get him through that year. So, <laughs> That's true. Shannon, welcome to the show. All right, give, tell me about this. You've got a winery. <clears throat> I do. So, um, a number of years ago, 2015, uh, my wife and I, and and uh, and our son and his wife. Uh, decided uh, to start growing grapes and uh, one thing led to another and uh, fast forward and now we have uh, over 2,500 vines in uh, just west of River Falls and a fully functional winery. All right, so what is the name of your winery? The name of the winery is Bella Vines. Winery. Bella Vines. All right, so what are you growing at Bella Vines? <laughs> what is thriving here in uh, western Wisconsin? Yeah, it's, you know, most people don't automatically assume that you can grow grapes in this northern harsh climate uh, with our tough winters. But um, uh, University of Minnesota has actually done a, an outstanding job of, of scientifically producing um, grape varietals that uh, that will grow and they can they can withstand our winter so we grow uh, a number of varieties that uh, many of which were produced by the uh, university of minnesota and they uh, they survive our winters wonderfully and, and they help us produce what we think is uh, some some pretty good local wine all right so here are some of the names of grape varieties that i know Edelweiss, one of the original ones. Are you growing the Edelweiss? We uh, just harvested our Edelweiss about a week and a half ago. Edelweiss, if you're familiar, comes in a little earlier uh, than, than the Reds. And so we harvested, uh, in fact, fantastic crop this year. Uh, it was wonderful. And it's a great, uh, uh, it's kind of a sweet white grape that uh, finishes and blends well with Riesling. And what do you all do with it? Do you do you have it in uh, bubbly? Do you have it flat? How do you like to do your Edelweiss here <clears throat> at Bellavines? So at Bellavines, uh, most of the wine that we produce there is, is blended with grapes that people are most familiar with. And, and this is very deliberate on our part because northern grapes are advancing and improving, no question about it. But, you know, when you get a naked northern grape, sometimes it's a little bit of a shock to the palate. So we blend our Edelweiss with a Riesling, an imported Riesling grape. So the, where do you get that from? Is it coming in on a truck from California or Germany? Where are you getting it from? Uh, the California. Actually, California? You know, uh, we, we, we don't uh, ship across the Atlantic. But, uh, yeah, it comes in and uh, uh, it can be flash frozen if they've just picked it from the field. Or uh, they juice it there and then uh, ship us the juice. And then we will go through the fermentation process, blend it with our uh, locally produced wine. And you have, for example, uh, our, one of our staple wines that we're offering here today, Elementary. Oh, interesting. And so, and what's, I'll throw out another red grape that I know, uh, okay. Frontenac. You're growing that? Yeah, we, uh, Frontenac Gris uh, is a grape that uh, we also grow there uh, on, on the site. We have five different varietals on our, at our vineyard that we're growing, and uh, it, it also is a grape that withstands our, our tough Wisconsin winters. Now, what do you do with your Frontenac? We would blend our Frontenac with uh, either one of two, either a Cabin, uh, uh, um, Cab Sauv or a Merlot grape. 
So one of those two, kind of in the same family there, is what we'll blend our Frontenac Gris with. All right. And so if people are listening to this, they're like, hmm, I want to try this myself. Should they come down to Bacon Bash in River Falls, Wisconsin, right this second? Well, first of all, they should come to Bacon Bash for, for so many reasons. I know. It smells so good. The air is like this perfect temperature, and yeah. then it just smells like bacon. You're like, oh, this is heavenly. It's kind of intoxicating, isn't it? Yes. All right. So you, But you've got... You can get tickets, and then I can try some Bellavine's wines right there across the street here. You absolutely can. All right. Where should I start? In terms of the food? Oh, the, uh, the wines. We have two wines today uh, here. We have a white and a red. Uh, the white is actually the uh, Edelweiss and, and Wesley oh. blend. So if you were so inclined, you could try that. And then we have a Cab um, and uh, Marquette blend. So Marquette is also a grape that uh, is fairly prominent in the northern climate can endure our winters and, and that is blended with our cab. So that would be your two options here at Bacon Bash today. All right. So in Minnesota, a lot of wineries kind of make their mortgage by doing weddings and, and other private events. Is that how it is here in uh, western Wisconsin as well? So, you know, few people know or appreciate this. You know, western Wisconsin right now, and it just happens to kind of where this occurred, um, is, is, is I'll, I'll say kind of Napa Sonoma developing here. You have a concentration of a number of different wineries all emerging here. And I think, A, the, the agricultural roots of this community support that. Um, it, it is popular. So, you know, yeah, I mean, you can, you, you can absolutely... Uh, you know, take a short drive over from Twin Cities and hit, you know, within 30 minutes, four different wineries in, in this part of the state. That sounds like a fun day. All right, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to come back. I will continue to talk to Shannon Zimmerman. Dara here. We are back. Back broadcasting live from River Falls, Wisconsin's Bacon Bash, the nation's largest free bacon festival. I, I cannot describe to you what a beautiful day it is. The sky is so blue. The white clouds are so fluffy. The air smells wonderful. It smells like bacon. And I am here with Shannon Zimmerman, who's got it all figured out. He's making his own wine on his own property. All right, Shannon Zimmerman, welcome <laughs> back to the show. Thanks again for having me. Okay, so not only do you have the Bella Vines Winery here in lovely western Wisconsin, but you actually, you're a, you're a state legislator. You go into the thick of it, and you fight for your community. Tell me, tell me what's going on. I just feel like the Wisconsin legislature is such a land of war the last couple of years. <laughs> well, th- there's some truth in that, and it, it's certainly something that I, I never really um, anticipated that, that I would have an interest or, or want to do. Um, my wife and I, 20-plus years ago, started a business in River Falls, and, and it is just a spectacular community. Our, our two now-adult sons um, both grew up here and and uh, we have four grandkids uh, in the community as well and, and so it's a place that, that we, my wife and I are both really really passionate about and and uh, probably as a business owner I became a little disenchanted uh, frustrated maybe at times with some of the things that that you know government can do and so I was you know asked if I would have any interest in running I thought you know you got to get involved sometimes, and so I opted to do this. Not something I certainly would want to do forever, but something that I want to do to make sure that um, you know larger communities like Madison and maybe Milwaukee and, and the legislators from there recognize and appreciate what an absolute rock star we are in the West. High growth, fantastic uh, communities, and we just need to be represented there. So that that's what I feel is my mission right now is to make sure that we are heard in Madison. All right, so beautiful little towns up and down the Mississippi here and, and farther north, the St. Croix. Um, tell me, you know, tell me 
Brag a little bit. Brag River Falls, Wisconsin. What are you loving about it? So River Falls, in so many ways, just has everything going for it. And, and I know that maybe for folks in the Twin City area, you, you guys have again spectacular restaurants and fine dining and all that sort of great stuff. Don't overlook the very short drive to River Falls because you know this community is home to uh, we have a, we have a great state university here, uh, University of Wisconsin River Falls, uh, great schools, great kids, families. The Kinney Connect River right here in River Falls. You can trout fish. Uh, great wineries, craft breweries, great places to eat. So, you know, to me, it's the best of all worlds because you kind of have that small town feel, right? Uh, but yet, if you need to get on a plane and fly somewhere, you're 45 minutes from the Minneapolis airport. And I think the River Falls, Wisconsin, the uh, you know the university has a has a nice effect of kind of evening out the economy here, right? Yeah. So the, the it's a great school, great school. It's a great school, and it supports a bunch of just straight up Main Street businesses. Yeah, I mean, and, and not to mention you know, being uh, having rich history and agricultural roots, right, in River Falls, um, you know, they, they, they produce their own cheese, produce their own products, um, which you can enjoy locally as well. Uh, so it, it, it's it's yes. The University of Wisconsin River Falls is a, a, a hugely active and integrated part of this community. All right. So tell me, do your are your four grandkids going to come down today to Bacon Bash? <laughs> so my uh, one of my granddaughters, Adeline, she uh, I was explaining. I'm like, hey, you know, Grandpa has to go uh, to um, Bacon Bash, and I'm going to participate in this contest called Kiss the Pig. And she steps back and looks at me. She goes, <laughs> Grandpa, you're going to kiss a pig? I'm like, I might have to. I don't know. So, so yeah, all, um, uh, all the kids will be down here uh, later today. And um, I'm sure looking forward to it because there are just a ton of great, obviously, places to eat, drink, and enjoy ourselves. There are so many fun things that happen here. Um, my, my, one, of my, one of my favorite things that already happened, but in the morning they do this uh, when pigs fly. And they <laughs> throw these little tiny... Um, you know, stuffed animal pigs, and the, and the little kids just stampede this way and that way to get these these flying pigs, and it is the most adorable thing. But that's not the end of the adorableness out here today, people. There's this corn pit, and it's like watching little little toddlers and little preschoolers frolic in a pit of corn. Just, I love it. It's delightful. It's very friendly. soothing, very family friendly. And then. Uh, I'm going to go over there across the street from where we are broadcasting at the end of this, and I'm going to buy some tickets. I'm going to get myself, uh, well, I was going to say a beer because New Glarus, you know, in Minneapolis, we're deprived. We can't get our New Glarus, so we come over here, and we're just like, got to get it, got to get it. But uh, now I feel torn. Perhaps I should be getting a, a Bella Vines wine. Well, you've got a lot of great choices, local craft brewers as well. Wisconsin uh, takes pride in our ability to, to produce great beer, and, and now uh, certainly uh, some great wines. And so, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be facing a serious dilemma. All right, last last gotcha question: Are way. you a trout fisher? Uh, I am a trout fisherman. Are you I, any good at it? No. <laughs> I, I my, my my fish of choice would be probably the good old staple walleye. I uh, love uh, love walleye fishing. But, that's uh, a restaurant lover, my friends. <laughs> that's that's I've uncovered the truth about Shannon Zimmerman. He likes to sit down and have some nice walleye at a supper club with a glass of his own wine. There you go. <laughs> I'm a journalist. I get to the bottom of these things. All right, we're gonna have to take a break here, broadcasting off the menu live from River Falls, Wisconsin. Um, we're gonna take a little break. When we come back. Oh, yeah, we're going to be talking to Bill Natsik. He's the president of the Pork Association. I bet that's someone who's eaten some fair bacon in his time. <laughs> we'll get the details when I come back. Dara here, broadcasting live from River Falls, Wisconsin, Bacon Bash, nation's largest free bacon festival. 
I would say nation's best weather also. It is perfect out here today. I love it. It's just absolutely comfortable. And then also sunny. It says everything you want. And also bacon. Bacon everywhere. All right. So if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, you should come and sit on down because you might get somewhere near this lady who's got the cutest dogs in the world cutest dogs in the world and she's wheeling them around in a cart and she took them to bacon festival if you loved your dogs you'd bring them to bacon festival so they could enjoy the great smells <laughs> all right so we're gonna be broadcasting live for the rest of the hour here um phil Gnatzig is here so he's a past president of the pork association I am going to guess that this is an individual who has eaten some good bacon in his time. Bill Gnatzig. Oh, yes. I've eaten uh, very good bacon of all sorts. <laughs> As you can kind of tell, I still eat bacon. So it's, uh, it's great to be here. I love bacon. It is very healthy. People don't understand that, that we our whole nervous system is made of fat, delicious fat. That's why we do this. All right, so tell me, what is uh, what is going on in the world of uh, hog farming in western Wisconsin? Well, I can, uh, I'll address hog farming kind of in Wisconsin totally. Um, Wisconsin uh, ranks, I think the the latest I saw was 19th in the in the states for uh, pork production for hogs, uh, but. Uh, We've got a very thriving hog industry in Wisconsin. It uh, tends to, to live under the shadow of dairy, Wisconsin being known as a dairy state. I love the shadow of dairy. It's made by cheese. Yes. One of God's finest foods. And uh, cheese and bacon go very well together, by the they way. They do. Yes. And I noticed yes, that there's a bunch of these booths down there that have some very intriguing cheese bacon combinations. There's a bacon cheese curd down there. There's a whole bacon cheese nacho situation there's all the good things there, there is there's a <laughs> lot of combinations out there but uh wisconsin has uh, something over 2000 uh hog farms so how are you doing sizes. in the in the world of like north carolina uber industrial pork production we've got a variety of of both types of productions here uh, uh there's a lot of small producers out there as a matter of fact interesting note uh you were talking to the president of local FFA. Uh, hogs are the number one uh, project of choice for 4-H and FFA kids in Wisconsin. Oh, really? Despite the fact that we're a dairy state. Uh, so we have a lot of small producers uh, in the state. Uh, we also have a wonderful network of uh, local processors uh, artisan meats and uh, I think and that's the future. I think small producers, because the problem with the big producers is they endanger your water supply. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, we could not get necessarily. In, we could get into that discussion. There's a uh, yes, there are some large producers, uh, and uh, but uh, the restrictions that they're under and actually uh, the regulations. There's a lot tighter requirements on them than there are on the, on the smaller producers. So. When you put the total number of, of hogs together, uh, you can make a pretty good argument that uh, uh, that both systems work. Neither one is perfect. I always wonder about more value-added small pork producers. Like, you know, there's a European tradition of feeding hogs on things like whey. I would think that you had a lot of whey out here. That's a cheese-making byproduct. There's, there's still some of that going on. I just uh, uh, saw a note from a... Uh, 
a friend over in the eastern part of the state that uh, he's actually a retired extension person that's that's been doing some work with uh, with byproducts uh, in his uh, in his pork production, and it's uh, there are those opportunities out there. Uh, yeah, there's the a lot of restaurant producers. people that would love to get some of that milk-fed pork. And uh, it's, and you're right, that's a value-added type of an approach uh, that does work well in Wisconsin. Wisconsin also has is an ideal place for uh, for sow herds. Uh, Oh. And, and we've been seeing an increase in those. Is that, uh, is that like you're making piglets to send to yes. like finishing operations? Yes. Oh. And uh, either that or they're they're keeping them for breeding stock. They're raising their uh, their breeding stock there. And Wisconsin That's a high-skill farming. Yes, it is. And Wisconsin is very biosecure, what you would call biosecure. So they can find locations in Wisconsin where there aren't a lot of other hogs nearby. Oh, interesting. And, and so that's attractive to them. So we've seen growth in that area, uh, in kind of both ends of that. So it's it's been fun. It's a, it's a good industry. It's a, uh, uh, and you eat well at the end of it. Yes. That's that's what I like there about this. There you go. There you go. We like that part. <laughs> if, uh, if the average uh, listener has never been to a pork producer's banquet, my friend, you're missing out because that is living large. It is. <laughs> All it right, is. tell me a little more about yourself, Bill Ganatzig. I see on your little bio here that you are half of musical duo The Hunyucks. Yes. A uh, few years back, well, probably 10 plus now, I played and uh, sang in various groups for a long time, but uh, another fella and I uh, sort of tripped over each other. Uh, doing a, some entertainment at a nursing home with a common friend and uh, ended up, uh, long story short, is uh, we ended up kind of having the same style and enjoying each other, the same sense of humor. Uh, and so now for probably the last 10 years have played together is, is the Hunyucks. The Hunyucks. It says on my sheet here that it's... Uh... You're known for your pig songs. We do have some pig songs. So this, well, these are my questions now. Yes. So these are not for pigs. They're not like lullabies or something to get them back in the corral. That's not what we're talking about. These no, are, these are actually songs about pigs. These are humorous commentaries, or are they uh, stories of love and longing? Well, when you're a, when you're a pig, they're all serious. But uh, uh, for the audience, they're they're normally humorous. A humorous uh, song about pigs. Well. I, I don't want to put you on the spot and make you sing something because uh, that would probably get you in trouble with the other half of the Hunyucks. Oh, there's a pig in the audience. It, it worked. Well, we look. said look, <laughs> we see? said there were going to be. Said the magic word. Exactly. You said there were going to be songs for pigs, and, and they and came. Pig, we came yeah. right here. Would, yeah, and clapping, even. There you are. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to let, uh, let you go. Bill Ganatzik, past president of the Pork Association. Thank you for coming to talk to me here on Off the Menu, broadcasting live from River Falls, Wisconsin. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk to uh, John Lasowski. All right. So, Bill Ganatzik, any final parting words for people from the past producer, past president of the Pork Association? Eat pork. It's a, it's a great food. It's the world's most popular meat. So, and there's a reason for that. Okay, yes, that is a true fact. Here's what I like to do. Pork chops. They seem to fall, fall out of uh, favor with my generation for some reason. But people, we need, you don't even know how good they are. Here's what you do. You make your bacon on the weekend. You save the grease. 
Then it's a Wednesday. Things are very busy. Put all that grease in the skillet, heat it up, throw a pork chop in there. You're halfway to dinner. That's there you delicious. Are. You've got it. And don't overcook it. No. 145 degrees <laughs> is the approved temperature now. It's, it was lowered. Get open a jar of applesauce that you got at the farmer's market. That is a dinner. That is delicious. <laughs> All right, Bill Ganadzik, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Thank you. All right, we're going to come back in a minute here on Off the Menu. Dara here, broadcasting live from Off the Menu in beautiful River Falls, Wisconsin. One of my happiest days of the year. I love this small town festival so much. Here's why. I can see numerous people in pig costumes. I can see numerous people in pig shirts. I can smell bacon. I can see almost the rushing Kinney River, a beautiful clean trout stream. I can see little kids in pig ears. I know there are little kids behind me in a corn pit. It is like the most wholesome festival you can imagine. It is so delightful. Then you can also get some local beer. I'm going to go down there. Maybe I'll get a Rush River. Maybe I'll get a New Glarus. Got other options, local wines, all the things. Why is this happening? Well, a lot of reasons. People want to kind of throw a spotlight on the wonderful town of River Falls, Wisconsin. John Lasowski, he's one of those people that wanted to uh, throw a spotlight on this wonderful town. This is the seventh year of Bacon Bash, and through that whole time, Security Financial Bank has been the premier sponsor. John, all big part of that. John, tell me about things. Well, we've been really happy uh, each year to be here. We started here at the onset. We had no idea what in the heck we were getting into. We thought, let's just have a bacon-themed event. We did it in the back alley of 2nd Street. Oh, really? We we thought, well, maybe a few hundred people will show up, and 3,500 people showed up. We did it for just in one afternoon on a Saturday. So the next year, thought, that went pretty well. Let's see what we can do if we can make it a little bit bigger. Then then we went to 8,000, then 10,000, then 15,000, and it's grown every year until where we're at right now, which is the nation's largest free bacon-themed festival. Uh, and we're we're just as pleased as we can be to be the the premier sponsor of the event. Well, I'm sure glad you're sponsoring it because I would never have come out to River Falls, and now I know all kinds of things about River Falls. I know that it's good for trout fishing. I know it's got all these little antique stores that are not picked over by those <laughs> vultures from the Twin Cities that come and get all the fine ultra modern uh, stuff. All right. Also joining me this hour, Russ Corpola, incoming executive. President for the Chamber of Commerce out here, Russ. Welcome. Well, welcome to River Falls, everybody. It's uh, us Chamber folks here. I say it's a, always a great day in River Falls. So it's here a, we are. It's especially great today. This weather is. I've done. I think this is my third or fourth year. This is the best weather we've ever had. It's beautiful out. The it just smells great. The air is crisp. All right, Russ. You probably you probably made this happen, right? Actually, I start on Tuesday, <laughs> and so uh, Russ is part time till I, Tuesday. I right? get to uh, do a, a lot of observing um, today, just to get an idea of what it looks like, so that next year, when I've been in the position for a year, I can, uh, as we do the planning for 2020, I can be uh, useful and see what it looked like on the ground. Um, I've been in the Chamber of Commerce administration business for over 20 years. This is probably my 20th festival. So in many ways, they uh, have similarities, all those festivals, but in many ways, they have unique personalities. Um, and this, for sure, has its own unique personality. You mean the personality of being the best one that there is? The best one there I, is I, I, with, with the food that. that almost no one, <laughs> I have never met anybody that doesn't like bacon. 
There's so, some there's smoked bacon on a stick. There's bacon nachos, bacon uh, funnel clouds, like bacon everything. It is a fun time. Well, and what I think I think one of the reasons that it has been successful is that uh, the trend in festivals right now throughout the country, but certainly in the Upper Midwest, is food and drink type experiences. People want to have a little bit of a higher end, try uh, really great food, um, try some locally made um, wines and beers. And you're seeing them spring up, and they tend to be the most successful festivals. Bacon Bash hit that trend right at the right time, and um, the, the, re, the results are, are obvious. And it's, I've, you know, just spent a hard 10 days at the Minnesota State Fair. And this is like so much the opposite in that it's so easy to navigate. You can find some street parking in the sweet little town. And then you can kind of stroll through and pick up some Tupperware and throw it into your stroller basket and go on. Also, I did not know that I was going to grow into a Tupperware obsessive till I started coming to <laughs> Bacon Bash. And I started seeing like all of these lovely little Specialized containers. And those, those of us of a certain age, my mom had Tupperware, so I was surprised to see that they still are making it. And I'm happy to see they're still making it because. Well, I would stuff. see did on your, did Instagram. Your write her name on the oh yeah, oh yeah, or a piece of uh, <laughs> piece of masking tape with a magic marker. Yeah. See, right. I'm of the generation where I would see on Instagram all of these crazy layered Jello salads, and I would just think, how is that possible? What how do you? How do you even there, do so. that? And then you just go to the Tupperware booth, and they have the actual thing that you need to do it, and you're like, oh, you just needed to be part of the Tupperware generation, and you got the stuff. It's not magic. It's a doable thing. Anyway, I'm a little. I, I want to find the person that's still making the bunt cake. I've, I've, I've got cakes. one in my in my cabinet, and then it, I make them all the time. Oh, I found it, person. You, They're you, sitting next right you next come out, to you. you. Bring us a bunt cake. I love it. Throw some cake. pineapple in there if you can. <laughs> I, you know, I think Tupperware, along with Avon, were one of the early at-home party yeah. direct sell uh, kind of products. So um, I remember my mom going to Tupperware parties, and that's back then how you acquired Tupperware by going to the at home parties. So. Well, that's kind of a good segue to talk about the economy has changed, right? It's changed over 50 years. It's always changing, but it has changed. I know that in River Falls, there's a lot of economic activity that's not the traditional, you know, hang a sign outside in the parking lot and the customers come in the door. There's a lot of kind of intellectual work going on here, right? Well, we're, we're from a, a business community. We're really blessed to have a lot of great corporate partners, um, Quite a few very vibrant business parks, uh, intellectual properties that you're talking about there is a great description of the things that happen here. It isn't just, uh, we, we're, we're lucky to have quite a few mom and pop shops. You can, uh, there's a lot of things that are made here and delivered. Uh, if you get a chance, stop by Swinging Bridge uh, Brewing. Too. Oh, Swinging Bridge Brewing. Yeah. They're they're right here on the main street. Yeah, about two, two blocks from where we're sitting, so. And you can walk there from this square over a little bridge. It is cute as can be. You, you can walk to the bottom of the hill at our beer tent and have one down there too today. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, but what, what I was saying like a minute ago, there are, I know, a lot of kind of places that use Minneapolis-St. Paul as their kind of hub but really work out of River Falls, like, right? So if they need to have, meet with a big corporate whatever, muckety-muck, they go into the cities, but they're really based here. Yeah, and you know the, the the our proximity to the Twin Cities is one of our strongest assets as a as an economic area um, because that business going back and forth and being able to attract young talent to staff our businesses here in River Falls. We're also blessed to have 
not only a campus of Chippewa Valley Technical College here, but also University of Wisconsin River Falls. And so when you have those centers of education cranking out young talent that likes to stay in this area, uh, you know, Western Wisconsin and certainly River Falls is one of the economic bright spots of Wisconsin, and I don't see that that stopping. And here's a top secret. Uh, here's a still top secret intel for all of you battling the Twin Cities housing market. Houses here are affordable. Well, we like to think so, yeah. And uh, we've got uh, quite a few of uh, uh, local build- builders doing some uh, really great things with uh, single-family homes. Um, there's a development going on just over your your right shoulder uh, for some some senior housing, uh, which is always an important part of our community as well. And never underestimate the allure of living in a small town like River Falls where you can be hunting, fishing, mountain biking, doing those kinds of things five minutes from your house. Um, but if you want to continue a career that requires you to be in the Twin Cities, it's just a short commute. And that's always been part of the success of Western Wisconsin, we offer that small town charm with that proximity to the larger city. If you, that's something you'd like to, to uh, and with out. the beer and the cheese, with the beer and the cheese. That's <laughs> what a deal, right? What a deal. And we have great, you know, we have great community partners. John's Bank is a perfect example of that. This event could not be the largest free bacon festival in the country without the generous support of our sponsors. And and John's Bank is a perfect example of that not only are they contributing. Uh, employment um, and, and keeping us on the cutting edge in, in western Wisconsin, but they're adding to the quality of life through contributions like they make, and we, we really appreciate it. Well, that's awful nice of you to say, Russ. Appreciate it very much. I, if you don't mind, Tammy Langer over here in our information booth has worked tirelessly at the end of this. She's Tammy here. Tammy Langer. T- Tammy Take Langer's here. Take a bow. Why she, are we She was here so at shy. 6 o'clock this morning setting up. She'll be the last person to leave here on Sunday evening. Uh, after it's all done, uh, she begins the planning with along with the rest of the uh, uh, the volunteer committee to set up the the bacon bash. Um, uh, Craig she's Hoffman off to my left. pig noses. She's got a little line there. People getting those good pig noses. They're cute. You got to get a pig nose. I took a picture and put it on uh, Facebook already. You can there see you me in a pig nose at Dara.Grumdahl. It's happening. <laughs> all the things. All right. So I got to ask you. Do you have like a, a must list, must do thing? You're the expert. You've been here for seven years. You have your personal like tick list of things you've got to get done. So um, for me, from the food vendors, uh, pig wings. Uh, we're going to have a pig wing eating contest later on this afternoon. Um, it's uh, it's the one thing I look forward to each year. Um, there's uh, babushkas, uh, one of our, our food vendors that's returned to us this year. Uh, uh, my family heritage. I've got some Polish. Uh, descendants and uh, pierogies are down there, and, and bacon filled pierogies is a, is a personal favorite of mine. I'm glad to see those guys back here this year. Oh, that's a hot tip! And, and I'm a food. and I'm a when I go to the Twin Cities to visit for some fun, I like small plate places. Oh yeah! And so I just successfully spent about twenty bucks on some small plates at the at the food booth. Um, what did you? What was the highlight? What'd I think uh, well, it, it's hard to pick a favorite. I, I had a corn dog that the hot dog inside. Is been wrapped in bacon first before they dip it in the batter that's and deep fry. That's an extremely good that's, idea. Uh, that's at Apple Cart Concessions. At Bob's Barbecue, I had um, uh, pork slab burnt ends with a ghost pepper barbecue, so- barbecue sauce. Oh, on it. A see, little, I'm kind of chicken. A little you went sweet, to the b- ghost pepper. Heat. Huh? It was Midwest hot, so I mean, it's kind of 
family friendly. It wasn't uh, a family friendly too, too ghost bad. pepper. Just uh, when you think River Falls can't even do more, they've they've brought some Smoky more. Smoky <laughs> Treats uh, has a jalapeno that's been stuffed with cheese curds and chorizo, wrapped in bacon, smoked in their egg smoker with some blueberry barbecue sauce on it. World class. They call it ABT, a beautiful thing. <laughs> and then lastly, I had some bacon macaroni and cheese that's been shaped into a ball, dipped in batter, and then deep fried. Oh, uh, so, so those like are a... some of the those are some of the bacon themed little noshing things you can try. I think we call that a spa treat. Uh, where are we? Yeah, spa <laughs> treat. Yes, I, I think we clearly hired the right guy for the job, right? <laughs> I think so. Is this must be part of your recruitment package, right? You tell people like, oh, well, if you come work for the Chamber of Commerce, I got an in for you. Uh, you know, I've been posting on Facebook, and people, you know, I've said, hey, this new job isn't too bad. So <laughs> festivals are fun. It's the uh, it's you know, Chamber of Commerce. We have a lot of uh, economic development activities we have working to make sure that our members as successful as they can be but almost all of us have a tourism component and run some festivals and it is the most fun part of the job it's a lot of work but when you look out and see all these people having a great time um, it's very gratifying and uh, it's a great way to highlight your community we know that when people come to a festival they enjoy it and they regularly become visitors to your community afterwards on non-festival weekends and so it's a it's a great way to introduce your community to people that might not otherwise have come and visit you i never knew how close river falls was till i started coming to bacon bash all right we only got a couple more minutes left uh john what do you think if people are listening to the sound of our voice they didn't get to bacon bash how what should they what should they do to activate their interest in river falls wisconsin so um first get here all right so we've, we've got a, a wonderful venue uh, it's family friendly. The food's fantastic. Uh, local beers, local wines. The weather, as you mentioned earlier, can't be any better. For it's uh, a perfect day, and it's going on tomorrow too. Yeah, we've got this two is days. Not of just today. Mm-hmm. You can come today and see me, and I wished you would. But you can also call and, your friends and come. And tomorrow. there happens to be some football game tomorrow at noon. Um, and I, I swore uh, I wouldn't talk about that. If you uh, <laughs> if you don't want to miss it, we'll have a TV. We'll have the radio going. You can enjoy Bacon Bass and still keep track of what's happening at the Packer Viking Games. Oh, tomorrow. Packer Viking Games, land of conflict, land of joy. All right, so some, some people really <laughs> care about this. All right, Russ Corpola, congratulations on your new job. I wish you every happiness. I hope that uh, the citizens of River Falls bring you bacon on a stick to celebrate, and many good tidings as well. <laughs> I would be the envy of all chamber directors if that, <laughs> if that becomes true. So. All right, John Lasowski, thank you for throwing this yet again. You are a credit to Western Wisconsin. I'm so happy to be here. A lot of, a lot of great volunteers, a lot of great effort goes into this. We're happy to be the sponsor, but uh, nothing exists here on our own. So uh, for all the people that have put in their time and their effort to make this event what it is over these last seven years, thank you all very much. Uh, and for those people that can hear our voice, come on out. Have a great day. Yeah, come on down. I will be here. I'm emceeing a Kiss the Pig contest. I don't even know what that's all about, but I'm going to find out. I just keep telling myself, Derry, you're not kissing a pig. I'm, they, they would have mentioned that. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I have been Dara Moskowitz-Grumdahl, broadcasting live, WCCO off the menu. What is happening next week? Well, next week i got Apple Orchard owner Gretchen Skedsvold's coming in. We're going to talk about all the things happening in the heirloom Apple universe. Till then, I hope you have the best possible week, and I will meet you here next week on Off the Menu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.